0: You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome. It's Rebecca. And what I have planned for you today is to help you to simplify your marketing. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by all of the choices that you have for platforms to market yourself? Do you ever feel overwhelmed at all the things that you feel that you need to learn? You just want to implement something that works and you need it to be simple because let's face it, life is already crazy. So I would love to share with you a few simple ideas about what you can focus on in your marketing. I also will share with you some tips about how you want to use each of the platforms so that you can choose the best platform to focus on in your business. Not only will I give you these simple tips to help you to have a focus and know what you need to learn and focus on to understand each of the platforms, but I'm also going to share with you what I know about hashtags, keywords, and SEO so that you can simplify your learning process by just listening to this podcast so that you can get the information that you need to go out and grow and prosper your business. So the most important thing when you are starting your marketing campaign and you're really thinking about intentionally doing things, it's very important for you to start with knowing your ideal client. Because when you are creating a marketing message, if you don't know your ideal client, then you might try to be too general. And if you are too general, then people aren't going to tune in. You want to know who your ideal client is, completely understand and know what their pain points are, what they need, how you serve them, how what you do matches up with with what they need, and be able to clearly state that before they are going to be able to even notice what you're saying. When you know who you're talking to, then they will recognize that you are talking to them and they will listen. So I will be including as your free worksheet today, a PDF of how to figure out your ideal client by just asking yourself a lot of questions. And so this is what you need to know about your ideal client. You are making them up, but likely they are someone that you can relate to. Some people feel very uncomfortable with playing this game of creating an ideal client because it's pretend. But all it is is to give you a focus that when you are writing your copy for your marketing, when you're creating memes, when you're doing things that you can align with knowing that your ideal client cares about this, that you're not just doing things sporadically, that you're being intentional to serve your ideal client. I promise you that it's worth your time to really sit down and try to get clear on who your ideal client is, what they need, and how you serve them, and how you solve their problems. So once you figure out who your ideal client is, then the best thing for you to do is to understand how the different platforms work so that you can see how your ideal client is interacting with those platforms and how what you do to sell as a service or a product aligns with those platforms as well. So on Facebook, if you think about it, people on Facebook interact mostly with things that inform them about who you are and give them insight into you and your life and your family and your day-to-day life, or they will interact with things that make them feel inspired. So Facebook is a little bit more of a personal platform. As you remember, when it started, people would talk about what they were eating in the day and share things like that, and some people still do. And for you as a business owner and serving your ideal client, this can be the place that you create relationship. This can be the place that you let them in and see a little bit about who you are, what you're going through. You can inspire them with the lifestyle that you are creating in your life by sharing that with them. And you have an opportunity to create engaging conversations on Facebook. Facebook Live adds to that because people will connect with you more when they see you on video. It's almost as if they are with you in person. So video is very important. And when you are going live, they feel like you are right there with them and are more connected. Now, the great thing about Live is It does disappear after 24 hours, so I recommend that any lives that you do that have valuable content, try to be strategic about it. Greet everybody in the beginning and kind of connect with them. Do your training or whatever it is that you wanna talk about that's inspiring, and then at the end, talk with them again and interact with them again. So what you can do is you can edit out the beginning and the end, and you can upload that to YouTube so it doesn't disappear after 24 hours. It's something that you can have in your library either on YouTube or in your files on your computer that you can link to people or send to people. So that is what I recommend on Facebook. And then for Instagram, Instagram is a place that people go to be entertained. So this is where if you are very humorous and you have the ability to bring humor to things, or you're able to either hire a designer to help you to create memes, or you're pretty good at it, you need to be able to create visually stimulating things for Instagram. And this is also a place that you can inspire people by writing something that goes along with whatever picture that you're putting on there and then trying to write a post that will allow people to engage back to you. So you're creating a conversation. You're not just talking at them for them to like it, you want to create engagement. So the best thing to do is to have some kind of a call to action. Or maybe it is, you know, I want to ask you this, ask the question, and then comment below and tell me what you think. So everything that you do on Instagram should always end with some kind of a call to action that you are trying to create engagement and conversation. And of course, once they engage with you, you need to be committed to trying to respond to the people that are entering into conversation with you. Because once we start a conversation, if we don't respond to them, think about it. If that were you in person with somebody and that was how things were going on and how you were interacting, then that would make people feel bad. So you need to make sure that if you are going to do this on Instagram and you're going to engage conversations, which can really grow your list and have these calls to action, then You need to make sure that you are engaging and the same with Facebook actually as well. So the next big one is Pinterest and Pinterest people go there to buy and to get answers. So depending on what it is that you are selling, then you will have opportunities to create pins on Pinterest that will then give people an opportunity to click, to go to your site or to whatever landing page that you've set for them. But in the moment of what you've given them, they need to be able to get something out of it for free. You can't do a great pin and say, do you want to know about this? And that they have to pay in order to see it. I recommend if you are offering, you know, a video for exercise or a recipe that you give that to them, but then you give them an offer for more. So for instance, for me, I can create a podcast or a blog and I can create a pin that gives them access to that free content that I already have out there. But then within that free content, I always will have a content upgrade where I will say, if you want to go deeper with this, like I am with this ideal client worksheet, then Here is a link to go to there and then they will exchange their email address in order to get that because I need their email address to send that to them. So that's how Pinterest works and more people will buy from Pinterest than any other platform is what I've been learning. So when it comes to Twitter, Twitter is a place for small talk. Obviously, Twitter doesn't give you a lot of places and space for you to say much. So if you're an introvert and you're witty and you're good at just being direct and to the point, Twitter would be a great place for you. It's a place that you can share opinions, you can share thoughts and ideas, and people will retweet and engage with that. And it's also a really good idea for you to get something called click to tweet. And so when you're writing a blog or you have created something online, then there is this click to tweet free option that you can put this link in there and it will automatically send them to their Twitter and connect them with your name as a quote on that click to tweet, which will link back to where the original material was on your website or on your blog or whatever that may be. So click to tweet is a great tool for you to be able to enter into your stuff even if you're not really active on Twitter. If somebody else is and they really liked what you had to say and they want to share it on their Twitter, make it easy for them. Then we have Snapchat. Of course, Snapchat is used at this point mostly by 25 year olds and younger. Some older people are getting on it but now Instagram stories is kind of where people are doing a similar thing to Snapchat, so I'm not sure how long that's going to be, but Snapchat can be very valuable for you to share behind the scenes things. It makes people feel like it's an intimate, more intimate thing because you're usually holding the phone. When you do it, it's not a video that's very polished, and so the other thing about Snapchat is people open up Snapchat. The statistic is 82% of the snaps that you send get opened and seen by people. So it's definitely a way to get things seen. So you can snap something that kind of is like, a behind the scenes that shows that you're having a sale or that you are setting up an event that you want them to come to. And it's likely that the people that are on your list, if you were to be strategic about that, then you could get people on your Snapchat and to follow you on Snapchat and then you can inform them very easily about what you have going on. So this would be really good for like a product creation business. You could do a lot of behind the scenes of what you're working on and a lot of people would see that, whereas they may miss it on the other channels. Now we have YouTube. Now I already gave you the tip of when you do a Facebook Live, turn it into a YouTube and it's very easy to edit that. I promise you there are really simple editing softwares out there that depending on what phone you have, I know I have an iPhone and iMovie is very simple to edit it very quickly, edit out the beginning, edit out the end, upload it to YouTube. And don't think that you have to make things perfect because people like imperfect, they relate to it more. But also on YouTube, if you were to regularly show up on YouTube, you have to remember that that is a chance Channel that is keyword searched so just like Pinterest anytime you put content in there and if you do a good job on keywords which we're gonna be talking a little bit more about in a minute then you will have that content there forever working for you so think about what you can do this year and then the year after. And so within three years, you're going to have so much content out there that people are still finding, even though it didn't just happen. So that is what's great about Pinterest and YouTube is the longevity is much better. And then lastly is LinkedIn. And so LinkedIn is very on the professional level. So depending on what you do and who you are, and I've noticed that people that are like 50 and up seem to really like the way LinkedIn works, because it makes sense to them the way that it works. It's like an online Rolodex. So it's just giving you an opportunity to be connected to people and to be connected to their people. And you can ask them to introduce you to people. You can put articles and videos and valuable information on LinkedIn and get people to tune into what you're saying. And of course, every time we put something out, we should do whatever we can to create something that's a link that can capture their emails because even though all of these platforms that I'm talking about are valuable for your marketing and you need to be able to show up on at least a couple of them and hopefully have a presence on all of them of some sort, at least keep your profiles updated. Even if you're not posting and interacting with them regularly, keep your profile updated, like every six months, at least every year to update what you're doing because our lives are always changing, right? We're evolving and we need to make sure that our pictures is up to date and what we're doing is up to date so that we seem relevant it lets people know that you're a player so linkedin is another great option for you there are a couple of other things like reddit That there's a lot of conversation going on those that you could write things and people could engage and you could educate and try to capture. So that is another one for you. I'm not really familiar with it. I don't even use it myself, but I've heard that it can be a really great thing and mostly men use that one. So now that you know a little bit more about the platforms and how they work, let's talk a little bit about how to be more strategic using those platforms. So a couple of other tips before we get into the platforms and how they work is I want to share with you a couple of more tips about simplifying your marketing. And that is besides knowing your ideal client is think about doing things in bulk. So sit down and write a bunch of memes all at once. When your mind is focused on one thing, it gets more and more proficient and efficient at doing what it's doing the longer that you give it and you're allowing yourself to be in flow. So don't try to just create one every day right before you post. That's what I was doing and it would take me sometimes an hour to create one small little thing which wasn't even really helping my business grow. It was only giving me a presence on those platforms and I was wasting a lot of time. So sit down and create a whole bunch. You can even go to Fiverr and they can do like inspirational quotes for you for five bucks, they'll put your logo on some already done inspirational quotes so that you have something that you can post for content. Create your content in bulk. So when I do podcasts, I do several podcasts in a row and then I have them there to drip out to my audience. When I create blogs, I do the same thing. If you are sitting down to do an email sequence, just do it all at once. Really start thinking about doing things in bulk. All of the big players that are making millions work in bulk because that is how our mind works best so i'm not sure what that looks like exactly for your business and if you have any questions i would love to give you some ideas for your particular business so let me know but another thing is sit down and create a content calendar and plan out when you are going to do what plan out when you are going to bulk record or create and when you're going to do it Think about when you're going to be releasing things and how you're going to be releasing them. That kind of looks like if you created a content calendar for Facebook posts, and let's just say that every Monday you have a theme of something that you do on Mondays, like Motivational Monday, and you know that every single Monday you're going to be releasing a motivational post. Let's say that on Fridays it's Fun Friday, and so Friday is the day that you kind of give them a peek behind the scenes and let them into the fun and excitement that you have going on in your your life. Think about that when you're creating your content calendar. When you're going to create and when you're going to post, and what you're going to post, and plan it ahead of time, at least a month ahead of time. But it is possible to plan out the entire year. So let me give you an example for me. When I am really on top of my gain, and I've sat down and done a content calendar, then I would pick a theme for the week. So let's say that one week I am talking about nothing but self-awareness. So I sit down and I make a whole bunch of posts about self-awareness, and then I drip them out to my audience every single day for that week in different format. I would sit down and write a blog post about one particular subject and all week I focus on that subject. I do a video on that, I do a Facebook Live, I turn it into a YouTube, I send it to YouTube, I take tweets out of there, I create memes to put on Instagram and Facebook, and I create conversations around that one topic every single week. So then all it takes is for me to think of 52 topics that have to do with my ideal client and serving them and solving their problems, and I can list those out every single week of the year. And that is how you create a content calendar. Or you can keep with those themes that go by day of each day of the week and you can sit down and bulk create all of your motivational stuff. You can sit and bulk create and continue to collect things from your life for your fun Fridays. So hopefully that makes sense. And then the last little tip I have for you about simplifying your marketing is to schedule posts. Use schedulers. There's a lot of different options out there like Hootsuite and even Within the platforms, a lot of them have schedulers now and you can set alarms for you. You can set them up in the schedule so that they're there and they're in the platform and you can set alarms. And before they post for you, you can go in and post them yourself. So there is a couple of tips for you for simplifying your marketing. And so let's just review those. Know who your ideal client is. Create your content in bulk create a content calendar so you have a plan of exactly what you're doing and you know what you're doing so there's no question on the day when you need to go and post it. And just give yourself alarms or possibly invest in a scheduling system so that it makes it easier for you. That's how you simplify your marketing. So now that you know and understand a lot about how the platforms perform, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an insight about how you can apply those platforms to your business let's talk about how to make those platforms work for you. So this is where we're going to be talking about keywords, hashtags, and SEO. And that'll be it for you for today. I know that I've given you a lot of information. Hopefully you are taking notes. So let's talk about keywords. You want to build your marketing plan around keywords, but this is the most important thing. And this is what I did wrong. And I want to help you to not do the same thing. I created everything without considering keywords and what other people were searching for and the language that other people were using when they were answers to what I have answers to and so I use words that fit within my theme and what I related to and now what I have found is a lot of my themes were too general and they were words that people weren't really using and so now I have to go back and try to recreate some things to plug in keywords that will get me found so keywords are just what Google uses to search for for matching up what you're looking for with what is out there. And you want your ideal customer to be matched up with you and you want to solve their problems and give them answers, right? So you want to make sure that the keywords that you're doing are the keywords that they're also searching for. So there is a free thing that Google gives us and it's called Google Ads, A-D-S, Google Ads. It's a free keyword planner. So they are giving you this free tool as a lead-in to hope that you will advertise with them. It gives you so much valuable information. The first thing about keywords is you don't wanna just use general keywords, like one of mine is self-awareness. If I just use self-awareness, that it's so general and there's so many millions of people searching for that, it's not being specific enough to serve my ideal client. So what you do is you start putting into Google the keyword, the, the general keyword, and Google will immediately already give you ideas below suggestions of what people are mostly searching for. So that is called a long tail keyword. So basically that, what that means is they're taking a general subject and making it more of a subcategory by adding more words to it. that's called a long tail keyword. So you can go into Google and just put in some words and it will give you suggestions. And that is how you whittle down what people are actually searching for. Then you can go into this Google Ads, ADS, and you can put in that phrase, that long tail keyword, and you can see how relevant it is, how well ads that have those words in it are doing. And it gives you a lot of insights. So I recommend that that is how you plan your marketing, is before you actually create things, you go and do this back research. Take an hour or two and do some research. Make sure that you are building your programs and your marketing around things that people are searching for and care about. And most importantly, that they are words that your clients or customers would be using to seek out the answers that you have to give them. Because generalities may draw a little bit of traffic, but it will rarely convert because you're drawing in the masses of people that it doesn't really connect with and it's not relevant to them at this time. So make sure that you're being very specific based on the needs of your customer using five to 20 keywords that your customers would be looking for inside of your marketing. and. You can say it over and over. This leads right into some SEO strategies. So keywords deal directly with SEO, which is search engine optimization, meaning this is how, you, how Google works. Google works on keywords. Pinterest works on keywords. YouTube works on keywords. So you need to make sure to be very strategic for that optimization when you are creating titles and descriptions for those platforms. So the first thing that I recommend to you is if you have a WordPress website, get the app called Yoast. Y-O-A-S-T. Yoast. When you have Yoast, it will tell you as you are writing a blog post or making a page in your website, it will tell you if it is rated well on SEO. And The way that it rates it is you want to make sure that in your title, you are using those relevant keywords and you're using a long tail keyword and putting more descriptive words with that keyword so that you are drawing the right audience. And if you do that in your title, then you also want to repeat those similar keywords. They don't have to be in the exact same order, but they need to be in there and put it in a conversational style so that people don't feel like it's odd what you're saying, but within the first paragraph of whatever you're creating on, on let's just say it's a blog to make it easier, then on your blog or article, make sure that you're repeating those keywords in those first couple of sentences. Or if you are doing a YouTube video, make sure that you're repeating those keywords in the title and the description. And another little tip for you is the video that you save into your computer or the photos that you upload into things, rename them so the computer will give them just a category of letters and numbers that are just random go back in and and save as and rename those things the title of your post that is keyword rich the other thing that i want to talk is when you are creating content and i know some of you this won't apply to because maybe you have products that are seasonal and so you need to be talking about what is in season but try to create as much content as possible that is talking about things that that are relevant today and three years from now. Because remember, on YouTube, Pinterest, and YouTube, all of those things are going to be out there working for you forever. And it can still drive traffic to you for years. So try to keep things in your content Evergreen is what that's called. Evergreen meaning it's going to be relevant today and three years from now. Another thing is when you are doing something on a YouTube video or writing a blog, if you link to other things that you have created, it's as if Google is saying like, wow, this person not only is creating this post and it's keyword rich based on the people that are searching, so we're able to show that to them, but also they have linked to something else that they have done, so therefore that means that they are a player, they are doing other things. This is not just some random person having a random thing. They want to connect their customers to things that are relevant to them that will serve their needs because they want that customer to keep using their platform. So it's a really good idea for you to link to previous content that you have. If you mention something that also has to do with your body of work, just create a little link for people to to be able to click on to read more about that. And the important thing for you to stay relevant to all of those search engines for SEO is it's very important for you to be doing and putting out new stuff every two to four weeks so that they can, the search engine algorithm will see that and, and again, view you as somebody who is a serious player that they can trust. And so lastly, what I wanna talk a bit, little bit about is hashtags. So some people still don't really understand how to use hashtags and different platforms use hashtags differently. So on Pinterest, hashtags are used to category the most recent posts. So hashtags is a, a fairly new thing to Pinterest and Pinterest is generally run on keywords. And a lot of people that get attention on Pinterest for keywords are the ones that have a lot of content that are showing Pinterest that they can be trusted, that the keywords are matching up with what people are searching for. But you also have the hashtags. And if somebody wants something that is relevant right now, and so this could be for those people that are seasonal, you can use hashtags and the most recent posts are what they're going to show first. So that is how it works in Pinterest. And then in Instagram, the hashtags on Instagram are used to group like things together. So it's a really good idea for you to or take some time to do research on what hashtags your ideal clients would be searching for and what hashtags are popular, but you don't want them to be too popular. So you want to do some research and find hashtags that are 500,000 people or less. Because if you get into over that, into the millions, then when you use that hashtag, it's not grouping it in a way that people are going to see it. It's, it pretty much makes it irrelevant because there's just so much chatter about it, you're going to get lost. So try to find hashtags that are relevant to what you're doing and what your client needs that they might be searching 500,000 people or less using that hashtag for being the most strategic. And of course the hashtags help you get found so use your own hashtags for your business name for things that you are branding yourself under because you want to build content under your name and what you want to be known for so that when people search those terms or your name, those things come up for them very quickly and it can get you found. And on Twitter, of course, it started out that because you couldn't use a whole lot of letters on Twitter, people would use hashtags to make a point or to use humor and it was just a shorter way and a shorter phrase to get your thoughts out there instead of using all of the connecting words. That's still kind of how Twitter works today. And then in Facebook, Mostly in groups, the hashtags are being used in groups to group together particular conversation topics. So you might see in a group hashtag ask, and that is something somebody can put in the group before they ask a question. So they're all grouped together under hashtag ask. If you want an answer to a question, then you can go in and search the group for hashtag ask and see if anybody else has asked that question and it's been answered already. So you can, in your group, be strategic about giving people particular prompts in order for them to, if you have a question, put hashtag ask. If you want to share your story, hashtag story, something like that. So you can give them directives and pin that to the top of the Facebook group so that people can be consistent on using those hashtags to help to make the group conversations be a little bit more accessible and categoried. So that is all that I have for you today. So just to recap, we talked about the things that you want to do to simplify your marketing, which is know who your ideal client is, to create a content calendar, to create your content in bulk because that's the way your brain likes to work most efficiently, to schedule your posts or create or invest in a scheduling program to save you time and to just be able to put it into the system and have it queued up and ready to go and off of your mind. And then we talked about the different ways to use the different platforms as well as how to best use keywords, SEO, and hashtags. So I know that this was a lot of fantastic information, but it was a lot of information, so feel free to listen to it again, to take notes. Ask me questions. If there's anything that I know that I can help you with, I would be happy to do that. That is why I do this podcast. I want to help you to grow your business. I want to help you to have shortcuts to simplify what you are doing so you don't have to spend as many years in time as I have to learn these things on my own. So you are welcome that I am trying to make your life simpler and give you the shortcuts that I know that you want to get to where you want to go faster. You go out there and shine bright and make a difference. I look so forward to having you back next time. Make sure that you click on that link in the description details so that you can get your download for your ideal client because as we know, that is what is the first step and having a successful marketing strategy. If you enjoyed and found value in this podcast, would you mind leaving me a review on iTunes? And I would be so grateful if you shared this with a friend. Thank you so much for listening.